I'm back. Nevada Traveler Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Hewlett. Thank you for being here. Quick recap on last week's episode. If you missed it, talk to off-grid communications, various types of devices, what I use, what other people use. Short episode just to give you some insight on what's out there. If you want to hear more on that topic, drop me a message on Instagram or Twitter. Nevada underscore traveler is that handle. I can go into more detail about that. So on the episode this week, I'm going to touch on another layer of the onion of what this podcast is going to be about and kind of the direction the podcast is going to go. Experiences, sharing experiences, talking about experiences. Life is all about experiences. And one of the crazy experiences that we faced in 2020 on top of the global pandemic that we have all faced is moving halfway across the country during that pandemic. We did that. We packed up everything we owned, moved from Sioux Falls, South Dakota to Sparks, Nevada in the peak of national lockdowns, shutdowns, closures, nothing open. So today I'm going to touch on that and share my experience of what that was actually like moving across the country during that time. So a little bit of background. I grew up in South Dakota. Um, If you've never been to South Dakota, it's a vast land of flat cornfields with some some hills on the west western half of the state. West I wouldn't even say half, the western eighth of the state has the Black Hills. Where we live now, we're in the high desert. Right along the base of the mountains, we're in what they call the Carson Valley or the Washoe Valley um, at the base of the mountains in, in northern Nevada. Where we are now, we're about 25 miles to the California state line. Um, about 45 minutes from the beautiful Lake Tahoe, California, Nevada. For those of you that don't know, it's split down the middle. But so moving across the country, how it came to be and why why it happened during the middle of the pandemic. But this all started before the pandemic, before COVID-19 was a topic on anyone's mind. So back in January, my wife and I took a fly-by-the-seat-of-our-pants trip to to Vegas. It was literally a fly-in, spend a night, spend as long as we could there, fly out. Excuse me. And one of the things that we found on that fly-by-the-seat-of-our-pants trip is we really like Nevada. Do we like the craziness of downtown or the strip in Las Vegas? No, that's not our thing. But outside of the hustle and bustle of the big city, that is Vegas, we figured out that like we love the desert. This is We want to be here. So some time went by and we decided, let's, let's do it. 
So at that point, started applying for jobs. And feeling it out, we looked at the Vegas Henderson area, we looked at the Reno Sparks area, and it was just a matter of kind of, all right, whichever one bites first, that's that's where we'll go. And so through through all of it, ended up flying out to Reno Sparks for a job interview. And I'm sure other people have experienced this, but have you ever just gotten off of a plane somewhere? And as soon as you kind of started rolling through the area, it felt like home. It just felt familiar, even though you've never been there before. That's what the Reno Sparks area felt like. So detail, detail, detail. Got offered a job. We set a date. And overnight, boom. Pandemic mode. COVID-19. States locking down. Shuts down. Thousands of people being laid off from their jobs. And through it all, my offer was still secure. It was still on the table. It was still secure. It was still happening. There was never a moment where Myself and that company said, this isn't going to work, you know, with the pandemic. Um, we just can't pull it off. Um, on the non-professional side, yeah, there was some concern of, do we really want to do this? You know, this is something no one has ever seen. Is it, do we want to do it? And through conversation, Caitlin and I just decided we're doing it. So like finding our apartment in Sparks was done 100% virtually online. Um, I didn't meet our um, community director for three months in person because of Nevada was one of the states that was severely locked down. Um, but I'll get into, get into more of that in a moment. So moving across the country, a journey in itself, whether there's a pandemic or not going on, that's, that's a huge step. No matter who you are, no matter what you do in life, making that decision and committing to the decision to pack up everything you own and move 1,500 miles is a huge step. But we did it. We did it in two trips. Um, so the first trip loaded up 99% of everything we owned into my pickup in an enclosed trailer. And across the country I went. I left Caitlin back in Sioux Falls with the animals and a couch we weren't going to keep, an air mattress, some clothes pots and pans that we weren't going to keep. That was all she had for a week. It, I mean, it was bare bones living. On the flip side of that, I lived out of my pickup practically for that week. So leaving Sioux Falls, South Dakota, you drive across the flat land, the flat state of Cal South Dakota. I don't know why I said California. South Dakota to Rapid City was where I ended up staying the first night. 
Um, it was about a six hour drive. Um, South Dakota, if you follow any of the news, again, I don't want to get into the whole coronavirus pandemic argument or conversation with anyone, but it's been well documented that South Dakota was one of the states that has never had a shutdown, never had a mandate for masks. They've never, they've, business as usual. Everybody has their opinion on that. I'm not going to give you mine because I'm just not going to. It's not worth it. But at the time, a lot of the hotel chains were closing down. So I get to Rapid City. There's three hotels open. One hotel had two rooms left. That's where I stayed the first night. Woke up the next morning to a snowstorm. It had snowed overnight. But you know what? Four-wheel drive truck and a trailer, let's go. So about a two-hour drive, you cross into Wyoming. Wyoming is a beautiful state with a lot of nothing. You got a lot of distance between places, but it is a beautiful drive. Um, Once I got into Wyoming, a couple hundred miles, sunshine, beautiful weather, perfect drive. Um, I drove all the way from Rapid City to Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, Stayed in a hotel right off the interstate in downtown um, that that day was probably the longest, without a doubt. The uh, Rapid City to Salt Lake, um, with fuel stops, um, any other stops, bathroom breaks, anything like that. It was a fifteen to sixteen hour day, just behind the wheel. Um, it was brutal. The most interesting part of that journey was getting into Salt Lake. So when you are coming from the east, traveling west on Interstate 80, to get into Salt Lake City, you climb way up the mountains and you come down the mountain. Well, at the time I had a Toyota Tacoma TRD with the box fully loaded, the back seat fully loaded, and a 12-foot enclosed trailer, um, I would guess, a few hundred pounds over capacity. I had way too much weight. And I knew it, but what do you do? You're moving across the country. You got to make it work. When I rolled, when I got to the bottom of the mountains in Salt Lake, I could smell my brakes burning from coming down the mountain. Um, Downshifting, all of that didn't do a bit of good because all that weight in that trailer just pushed me down the hill and pushed me down the hill. So I had no choice but to ride the brakes. Amazingly, I still had brakes left when I got to the bottom of the hill. Um, Salt Lake City, an absolutely beautiful city. I have seen about a hundred feet of it in daylight. Um, both trips throughout the move, got there at night, left early in the morning. Um, that type of deal. So Salt Lake, leaving Salt Lake. You drive across northern Utah into Nevada, northern Nevada. Once you get past Elko on the western side of the state, eastern side of the state, I got to look at a map. I shouldn't be trying to do do this off of memory. It's another like vast area of, of not a lot, a lot of desert. 
absolutely beautiful drive, though. It made me fall in love with Nevada even more. Um, so that day, made it all the way to Nevada to the new home. Um, ended up staying in a Best Western in, in Reno that night because I had actually made it a day earlier than anticipated. Because originally, before pandemic mode was activated, I had planned to break it up a little more. You know, maybe get to Salt Lake and then, you know, hang out there a little longer or, you know, maybe stay in Elko or something like that just to break up the drive. Didn't happen because there wasn't anything in Elko open. Um, so got to Sparks, Nevada, stayed in a hotel, but I'm going to back up. We'll flash back throughout the whole drive. No restaurants open, nothing. There was nowhere to stop, get out of your vehicle and go grab a bite to eat. So I packed a cooler. Um, stopped up and stocked the cooler basically off what I could find in gas stations or, or grocery stores that were open at the time, um, or drive-thrus. And when you're pulling, when you got to pick up with a trailer, a tall 12 foot trailer, and there aren't a lot of drive-thrus you can go through. Um, so food was scarce on the journey for sure. Um, and then like fuel, anyone making that drive, pulling a trailer or doing anything to where you're going to risk getting terrible fuel mileage. I recommend stopping getting fuel every chance you get. And I say that because I had a couple times where that fuel lights on and your, your navigation's telling you, you still got 40 miles to the next town. It's like, Ooh, so just a bit of a tip when you're making that journey. So Sparks, Nevada, move-in day in the new apartment. Again, I'm out here by myself. Caitlin has not come with me this trip. I've got one day to unload the pickup, unload the trailer, and fly out. If I remember right, I had to be at the airport by like 4 a.m. the next morning, Saturday morning. So, found a couple movers in town, super cheap. They sent two guys up. I had the pickup trailer unloaded into the apartment in an hour and a half. Um, again, I'll back up, getting the key to our apartment. So, like I said, everything was done virtually. So, when I got here, got to the apartment, it was locked. Couldn't get in. Like, hey. And they sent, somebody from the office came out. I had to stay in my vehicle. She waved at me, gave me the thumbs up that the door was open, and I didn't see her again. That's just, Nevada was taking it that seriously. Nevada was locked down, completely, completely locked down. So got everything in the apartment, got everything put together, um, slept in the apartment for one night for a few hours to get up the next morning, get in a lift to get to the airport. And I, if I remember right, it was like 4 a.m. because I had like a six o'clock flight. So I was getting picked up at like 3.30 in the morning. 
um, flying during the that time of the pandemic was weird. Um, security didn't want to touch you. They didn't want to touch your stuff. There was no taking the shoes off. There were, It was just you walk through, show us any food or liquid you have in your bag, and you're good to go. So get on the plane. It's a big boy plane. I'm not an airline expert, so I couldn't tell you a model of plane, but it was, it was a good sized plane. I had both exit rows to myself. I think the plane was like, had the capability of like 200 people or something like that. And I counted nine people, 10, including myself, that were not staff on the aircraft. Flew out of Reno, landed for a few hour layover in Dallas. No restaurants in the hotel, in the airport open. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So I leave the secure area and I think I walked like four or five blocks to a quick mart that had, you know, your nasty gas station sandwiches available. Grabbed one of those, chowed it down while walking back to the airport. Um, Starts thunderstorming while I'm walking back to the airport. So I'm getting soaked. Get back to the airport, soaking wet. We'll go through security, soaking wet. Get back on the plane, fly back to Sioux Falls. Once we got back to Sioux Falls, it was the next morning we we were leaving South Dakota, leaving Sioux Falls. And this was the Saturday before Easter. So that day we went three and a half hours is all we drove that day to my mom's place in Pierre, South Dakota. And it is Pierre, not Pierre. So if you're from out of the area, you're not going to Pierre, South Dakota. You're going to Pierre. I just feel like I have to clarify that growing up there because so many people get that wrong. Had Easter at my mom's house. Got up the next morning, took off. And at this time, we're in my wife's Subaru Forester. We have our dog, our two cats, um, our bags, and a little rooftop thing with the last of the stuff we were taking. It was like a tote and like a bag of something. That leg was three and a half hours longer than when I took that leg from Rapid City. We went from Pierce, South Dakota to Salt Lake City. Now, Salt Lake City, like any city, everywhere has it. They have that area of town that is just flat out sketchy. So we're tootling along down the interstate looking like, hey, what hotels are open in Salt Lake? I stayed in a Sheridan in downtown the last time I went out. Very nice hotel, conveniently located, nice clean area. Well, this time we were not going to sleep long. We were getting into Salt Lake later. We didn't really care to an extent 
So, ooh, pull up the phone, Best Western, 50 bucks, or 65 bucks, whatever it was. It was $150 cheaper than the Sheridan. And not that I was being a cheap ass, but I was being a cheap ass. <coughs> Mistake of the year right there. Pull up to this hotel. Looks shady, not quite sketchy yet. I go in, check in. Dude tells me it's the last room we have. Okay. So at this point now, it's starting to seem a little sketchy. Things just don't feel right. Seem You get in those situations where you just know something is wrong. Something's wacky. This was one of those times. I, I should have just turned around and left and not even checked in. But it's midnight. We're tired. We've been on the road for 17 hours. Like, it's time to go to sleep. I open the door to this room. The TV's on. All the lights are on. I'm not going to say that someone may or may not have been stabbed in that room, but there is there was very clear stuff on the floor that was it was blood. You you can't tell me otherwise. So I turned around and walked right out of the room. I'm like, "Nope. Not doing it." Walk back up to the check-in. Guy is an a-hole. Magically, he has another room. Gives me the key. And it is in some back corner. Lights don't work in the hall. Even sketchier situation. I open the door to that room. It is so much worse. I can't even describe to you the smell and everything about it. That was it. So I walked back up front. Threw the guy the key. We ended up back at the same Sheridan I had stayed in a week before. But, so yeah. Um, North Salt Lake City. I'm not usually one to throw shade on businesses. And there's probably more than one Best Western over there. It's not far from the airport. There's a Best Western. Avoid it. It was sketchy. You can't, you can't tell me somebody hasn't died there more than once. So just weird. So the next day, we get up, get in the car, driving through Utah, and a bucket list item of mine has always been to see the salt flats. And when I went out the first time by myself in the pickup of the trailer, I didn't stop there. I went by them, just kept driving because I wanted to experience that with Caitlin and get to get to, you know, enjoy that experience together. So we stop at the Salt Flats. Very cool. Um, it is still on the bo- I visited them. So I get to check that off, check that box off the list. But I want to be able to, like, go explore more um, someday when this whole pandemic thing passes and stuff's open again and. You know, so it's still on the list to explore the salt flats more. So we make it to Sparks, Nevada that day. 
know, keep in mind, and I may have not have mentioned this before, my wife, Caitlin, has never been to Sparks, Nevada. This is her first time. Like we come, we come through the foothills on Interstate 80, traveling west into Sparks. This is her first time seeing the city. So it's all new for her. There's excitement. There's nervousness. We get to our apartment. We're home. We're here. Bring in the last of our stuff. By the time Caitlin got here, um, she didn't have to do anything. I had already had everything moved in, everything set up, a lot of the clothes and everything hung up in the closet. So it was a very easy move for her. So we got here. Three days after Easter Sunday, Nevada is still in full-blown lockdown. And we realize, wait a minute, we don't have a kitchen table. Our previous place had an integrated bar table into the kitchen, um, the loft we had in Sioux Falls. So we didn't have a kitchen table and it wasn't like something in the brain that had clicked yet. And then all of a sudden we were like, we don't have a place to sit down and eat. Um, There were no furniture stores open during Nevada's lockdown. There so much wasn't open that we didn't know what to do. We ended up finding, um, finding one, ordered it online, was able to go pick it up. But it was just things like that, like the little things that when you're moving halfway across the country that just completely slip your mind. Um, So we're here and we are so blessed to be able to call Northern Nevada home. It's absolutely beautiful. If you've never left your shell Maybe you live in South Dakota and you're stuck there and you've never been anywhere. Um, I highly recommend, you know, even a weekend. You can't see it all in a weekend, of course, but come out, spend a day in Reno Sparks, spend a day in Lake Tahoe. Absolutely, without a doubt, one of the most beautiful places on the planet. Um, Lake Lake Tahoe is something. It is a place like no other. Um, I've seen a lot of lakes. I've seen a lot of bodies of water, rivers, streams, creeks. Um, But Lake Tahoe is a breed of its own. And there's a reason that people come from all over the world to experience what Lake Tahoe has to offer. But like I said, that is definitely something, another episode of the podcast and who knows I might even do so this is kind of what I got in mind for coming up on the podcast is incorporating some video with my podcast whether I post it to YouTube or whether I put it on Instagram um you know maybe I record the podcast on the shores of Lake Tahoe you know that's that's an idea I've had but we'll see what happens um because like I said, there's Tahoe is a breed of its own. Um, you know, other places in in northern Nevada, um, 
Pyramid Lake. Absolutely beautiful lake. We've seen it driving by once um, because of travel restrictions. It's on a reservation. Um, they, they aren't allowing access at this time, so we haven't been able to explore that. There's all kinds of small lakes. We've, we've done some kayaking around Frenchman Lake, another really cool lake um, in the region. You have moon rocks, all kinds of stuff, other things that I'll definitely uh, touch on in future episodes. So since our move in April, you know, obviously it's now December. We're nearing the end of 2020, which is something that I think everyone wants to see, even though for some reason there's this misconception that the count that the calendar is going to change to 2021 and it's all going to go back to normal. Those people simply, if that's what you truly believe, it's great that you're still clinging on to that hope. But we all know that just because the calendar is going to change, this isn't over. Um, everybody's still got a long road ahead of us with this whole pandemic thing. Um, again, not something I'm going to get into depth on. But since moving here, being in now December, is there anything... I'll pose a question to myself. Is there anything that you miss about South Dakota or where you moved from? The answer is kind of, but not really. If you listened to the podcast a couple weeks ago with um, Kenny Hill on, we talked about beer and how Fernson has a brewery right there in Sioux Falls. I miss the beer. Sioux Falls had a lot of great restaurants and then some people. You know, that's basically it. Do I miss South Dakota? No. Would I ever move back to South Dakota? No. Not going to happen. I can think of about 700 other places I would move before I move back to South Dakota. Um, Because like I said, there's nothing there. It's the same thing every day, everywhere, no matter where you go in the state. Um. It's a mentality thing there, and unless you visited there or spent some time there, it's hard for me to explain. We've experienced things this year that we've never experienced. And like I said in the beginning, life is about experiences and trying new things and doing crazy things, even though it's stupid as hell, but just getting out and doing it. You know, we've gone places and seen things that we never would have seen had we stayed in South Dakota or moved somewhere around South Dakota, if you will. It's the experience. And for anybody in the Rio Sparks or Northern Nevada, Northern California area that grew up here that's listening, to you, it just like anything. And I'll use Mount Rushmore in South Dakota for an example. Um, people that have never been to South Dakota and, and they're going there, they want to go see Mount Rushmore. It's the greatest. It's a great tourist trap. It's what it is. Once you've seen it 55 times, you don't want to go see it a 56th. It's no different than people that have lived in northern Nevada or northern California 
for long periods of time, or maybe they grew up here. It's not new to you. Get out there and explore. Get out there and challenge yourself to see new things. Try new things. Do new things. Because life is all about experience. Wherever you are, wherever you live, maybe you live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and you've seen downtown Minneapolis 350,000 times, and you know, it's nothing new to you. I want to I want to end today's episode with a challenge to everyone listening. Whether you stay in the same city or you are in or you're going on a trip or you're going somewhere you've been a hundred times. Though it's tough during lockdown life and pandemic life, I challenge you to go within 10 miles of your house, wherever you live, unless you live in the middle of nowhere, I challenge you within 10 miles of your house, go somewhere you've never been. Go see something you've never seen. Go to a restaurant you've never eaten at because maybe somebody told you it was bad. I am probably the most guilty person of that in the world. I love food. If a new restaurant opens up, and it's been open for six months, and I've had three people tell me that it's not good, don't go there, I won't go there. But maybe I do go there, and what I find out is the place is freaking awesome. And maybe they just had a bad experience, or their opinion was different. I am very, very, very guilty of that, and I admit it. I think it drives my wife nuts, to be completely honest. Because somebody tells me something about this place and I take it to heart and I'm, nope, I'm not going there. So I challenge myself to do the same, that I'm challenging my listeners. Go try that restaurant you've never tried. Go visit that boutique down the road you've never visited. Experience something new. And it doesn't have to be today. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. It doesn't have to be this weekend. But maybe make that a New Year's resolution. Maybe make that a, I've got some time between Christmas and New Year's off. Go experience something different. Go try something new. Get out of your bubble. Get out of your shell. Get out of your comfort zone. Because I've said it about 15 times already. Life is about experience. And if you sit at home on the couch, eating the same food, going to the same restaurants, doing the same thing over and over and over again, it doesn't become an experience. It becomes a part of your life. But what you can do is make new experiences part of your life. You can go out there and try new things. That is my challenge to everyone listening to my podcast. That is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't yet, subscribe. Give me a follow on Instagram and Twitter, the username, 
is Nevada underscore traveler, spelled just like it sounds. And it's Nevada, not Nevada. Nevada, however people want to pronounce it. Um, Nevada underscore traveler. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm having a blast doing this podcast. Um, Still trying to find my way. It's still new to me doing the podcast thing. I don't have a co-host. So it's me talking. It's me telling a story. It's me touching on a subject. Um, I've, like I've said, I've got more guests in the works, just got to put them together and execute, um, for various topics, stuff coming up, but again, experience it. I challenge you go experience something new. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, have a wonderful time. Enjoy your life. I will see you guys next week. This has been the Nevada Traveler Podcast. 